0: Welcome back to Pool Talk. Before we introduce our speaker for today's podcast, Mike and I would like to thank everyone who has been listening so far. Your support is greatly appreciated. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Is there a subject you think we should cover? Do you have any questions for our speakers or for us that you would like answered? You can contact us by email, PoolTalkUK at Outlook.com, or come and find us on Facebook at PoolTalk. Hello everyone! Much has been said about the need to ensure that pools of all sorts, sizes and types must provide the most hygienic and safe environment for people to use. But how can the user be sure that those standards are being met our guest today is Robin Mitchell from Pioneering Pool Solutions, who apart from being an experienced pool operator, is a trainer with Palm Academy and with Institute of Swimming. He also has a background in pool chemical manufacture and development. Robin is one of the four developers of the Poolmark program, a quality award for public use swimming pools. It is the Pool Water Treatment Advisory Group's scheme developed to give pool operators the confidence that they're doing things right. So it is a privilege for myself and for Mike to welcome Robin to today's podcast and to be able to find out exactly what Poolmark is and how your local swimming pool can get it.
1: The podcast that we're going to record now... Uh, everybody. The title on it is Poolmark, and we're going to be talking to Robin Mitchell, the Director of Pioneering Pool Solutions in Ayrshire, in Crefin and Ayrshire, but is also one of the founder Poolmark assessors. So, Robin, great to talk to you. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good,
2: Mike. I'm good. Just just one point of correction before all the people in Ayrshire start giving me pelters. Uh, I'm in Pershire. Oh, uh, beg your pardon, see if you say, See if you say to people in Perthshire you're associated with people with Ayrshire, they'll not be too chuffed. And if people okay. in Ayrshire think they're part of people in Perthshire, they'll not be too chuffed either. Luckily, <laughs> so luckily enough, correct
1: that one. <laughs> luckily enough we, we, we have an editing facility on this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brilliant. No, good. Despite the challenges, Mike, uh, we, we're all well aware of the fact that swan pools are closed which means that we've got more time to do podcasts and talk to
1: each other. Yeah. Um, can you explain to me what is Poolmark? Who owns it? What's it for? Why is it necessary?
2: Right. Poolmark is an award for swimming pools that uh, can demonstrate that they show they comply with the PUTAG Code of Practice. So, they are actually implementing the standards, the PUTAG standards within the code of practice that you can download from the PUTAG website. Now, it's owned by the Pool Water Treatment Advisory Group. However, it's facilitated by PAM Academy. And to subscribe to Poolmark, it's very simple. You can go onto the PAM Academy website and you go into the PewTag Poolmark, Poolmark section and you'll be able to um, register on there you're interested to, to actually uh, become a pool mark awarded swimming pool. Now, not every swimming pool can do this. You have to be able to demonstrate that you do comply with the Pew Code of Practice. So that's the key. It's an award, it's recognition for implementing best practice really in the industry. So it's not new, uh, it's been around for a number of years. However, uh, most recently, PAM Academy have taken on taken the facilitation of it on board and uh, we're now starting to to see a lot more swimming pools engage and uh, are interested in it. Obviously, over the last nine months, things have been a wee bit different uh, and we've not been able to pursue the, the award and the recognition. Uh, but I think it's something that, swimming pools well, we'll be looking at very closely because it's very positive it shows your your clients uh, your customers your bathers that you're a good swimming pool it gives them trust confidence uh, and demonstrates that you are good at what you do so it's it's, it's a great I, I think
1: that just answers answer my next question I mean, because i was going to say you know it's a quality award for the operation of the pool and you can understand that the the pool operator, the pool owner, would, would want to get that. But is, is there any sort of vi- visible benefit to the end user? So if somebody comes to a pool, you know, how would they know that they got pool mark? What would it mean to them?
2: Well, I suppose the journey, the journey for a bather would be, they would come into your swimming pool uh, and you would have a plaque on the wall and the swimming pool would have a plaque on the wall uh, from uh, Pew Tag. And it would be the pool mark, plaque, and that should say to the customer when they come in or what they should see. The tangibles are that they'll see high standards, high cleanliness standards uh, uh, in terms of the changing rooms, the pool side and uh, equipment and so on. So there's basics, there's basics there. There are also, they should see uh, good practices in terms of pre-swim hygiene. Uh, They should see good water quality uh, when they go in. They should feel safe. They should uh, enjoy uh, a pleasant atmosphere in the swimming pool because that particular pool is adhering to good water uh, treatment uh, parameters and adhering to the Putai Code of Practice. So the, the experience for the bather should be a positive one, a pleasant one, and a healthy one, and they should see uh, tangible uh, positive aspects within the swimming pool atmosphere, the pool hall, and even just the you know the actual water itself should should look good. You know it should should uh, you know emit good quality. So and and the, the other that's the unseen benefits as well. The the will not see the work that goes into the plant, the work that goes into the water treatment process. Uh, the, behind, the behind the scenes uh, stuff, which you don't normally get recognition for awards for, but it's really really important in terms of safety of uh, of yourself, the bather, your family when you go in. You, you should be given, you should have confidence that you're going into a really good quality swimming pool when you see the pool mark award.
0: The average man in the street isn't going to know who Tag are and what the pool mark plaque is, but you've just said that actually it's. It's not necessarily about that. It's more that the average man in the street who's going to go to these pools is going to see clean changing rooms, clean pool, clean water, and get out having had a healthy experience and is more likely to leave a good review for that pool. So um, that that's, that was really cool the way you explained that. Can any pool be accredited?
2: In theory, in theory they could, but they have to adhere to... Uh, the Pew tag uh, Code of Practice, and you have some red lines in the in the code of well in the pool Pew, mark award that are derived from the Code of Practice. Uh, for example, every swimming pool should have a swimming pool technical operators manual. Uh, they should have a flow meter. Uh, they should have Pew tag accredited trained staff that are on duty that day. So. Now, that's amongst other, other, lots of other aspects that uh, are involved. You need to have a cryptosporidiosis uh, risk assessment. So there are very, very key indicators uh, and red lines within the pool mark uh, criteria that you have to adhere to. Otherwise, there's no point in applying. Uh, you can check out what those uh, red lines are by going on to the PAM Academy website. There's the link on the, on the, the page. For the mark Award, there is a, a precursor uh, uh, forum that you can download that indicates what you need to be able to achieve the mark Award. The process is that if you feel that you can achieve all the, the red lines and the standards uh, within the, the, the criteria, then you go for it, and then an assessor or an independent assessor will come along and ensure that you are doing what you're saying you're doing. So there is credibility there. It's a very, very credible uh, award and recognition, and they don't hand it out like sweeties. So there is a process that you need to follow, um, and, and that process is, uh, is is comprehensive. It's independent. There is an assessor that comes in, an, ex- an experienced assessor that comes in to, to ensure that you are uh, achieving the standards so yeah it's it's hard work it's tough not every swimming pool will be able to do it in theory if you choose you uh, and you want to achieve it then you can if you adhere to the red lines that are within the the criteria but yeah it's it's not it's not easy that's for sure
1: it's uh, i don't know if I'm getting the right idea here is this something which really is aimed at the at the big boys in the in the pool industry or can a small, a much smaller pool ap- apply for this as well? Because well, th- there's some very good practices in small pools, isn't there?
2: Hundred uh, percent, Mike. And it's funny you say that because uh, the first swimming pool in Scotland to achieve the Pool Mark Award was the Atlantis and Oban. Now they're uh, they're not. Uh, if you if you were talking about a fashion range, they wouldn't be Hugo Boss, Armani, or Chanel. Yeah. They would be more your 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 kind of Primark, you know. <laughs> but uh, they're uh, they're very very good at what they do, as our Primark, you know. They 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 put they maintain really good standards. And it's funny because that particular swimming pool is independent. It's only it's one of only one uh, swimming pools within uh, public pools within Oban, and indeed. Uh, quite, it's got a big sphere of influence it's got a big catchment area but the the benefit of that is that the guys that work there, Kyle and uh, his, his manager uh, are very if they're committed to doing something, they'll do it and there was less bureaucracy. When I said to them, listen guys, you need to make sure you've, you've satisfied the red lines, you've got to have that I think there was one or two things that they were missing initially. Um, The their last annual inspection report for their filters, I think it was 18 months ago, so I said, no, you're going to need one that's within the last 12 months, it's a, it's a red line, and they said, no bother, the next week they got someone in. So, you know, and, and they got their filters inspected again. They were able to make decisions quickly, and that's what the benefit of uh, small independent swimming pools can do, they can make decisions quickly, they can improve upon standards quickly, whereas if you've got a, a like a Uh, bone leisure, and they don't have any uh, flow meters in any of their pools, and I'm not saying that they don't, but if they didn't, then that would be a very difficult uh, thing for them to implement very quickly. So small pools have got the opportunity to achieve high standards probably quicker. So it's not just geared to the big boys, but it's geared to swimming pools. Any pool that achieves the standards. Whether there's big, small hydrotherapy, whether they're uh, 50 meter pools, or whether a part of a chain or independent, is geared to those that maintain high standards.
1: You you mentioned something there, which brings me on to another point. If you go to a pool that's applied for the pool mark accreditation, and you see a few points there which don't meet the current standards, have you got any examples whereby a pool has had to make changes? You know either just tweaking changes or quite significant changes to get the pool mark standard, but they've actually improved the way that they provide their service now?
2: Yeah, well, uh, the Dolphin Centre in Darlington, very good swimming pool, Uh, very good at what they do. They've got uh, maintenance technicians there. One of the few pools that I I go to, that, uh, that, uh, that is a client of mine, really, that have got, Two or three maintenance guys on site that work shifts, and I mean that's going back twenty years. A lot of swimming pools were like that, so they, they've got uh, engineers, pool engineers on site, which is great to see, um, and it's harking back to an older age. So the, that this plant room is well looked after, the water is treated brilliantly, but what they were lacking a wee bit was the 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 kind of paperwork side of it the process-driven paperwork, they didn't have a swimming pool technical operator's manual. And that was because, obviously, they've got maintenance guys, engineers there that know what they're doing. They don't need it written down. Mm. The the purpose of the technical operator's manual is to help people when the engineers are not there. When we got down, when we discussed it, when they were looking to go towards the pool mark, we sat down and I said, listen, you need to get this technical operator's manual. And the more we talked about it, the more they seen the benefit of the technical operator's manual anyway. And they actually embraced it. And they said, you know what, Robin, this will be far better for us at weekends and and when uh, Ian's on holiday and and, and when the, the maintenance engineers are maybe away looking after other swimming pools. And they really embraced it. And they said, oh, this is great, Robin, right? We'll get to it. And they created, a, with, my, with help from myself, they created a manual that, Uh, has really benefited them and it's helped the duty managers put into practice um, safe procedures, cleaning out injectors. They they changed over from CO2 to sodium bisulfate because the, the source water had changed. And putting the, the technical operators manual together really, really helped the guys manage the the, the transition from carbon dioxide oh, to sodium bisulfate. And the, the procedures are there. And it's really helped that particular uh, site. I mean, they were really good at what they did, but there was that that uh, obviously that gap that was missing just in terms of the, the processes. And uh, it's helped them uh, greatly. It's a great question, Mike.
1: Uh, You mentioned that there should be a benefit for the end user, the the swimmer, but there's also got to be a viable benefit for the operator as well. We've got to start talking about the cost in in, in a moment, obviously, because you you don't get uh, anything for nothing. There will be a cost attached and that cost has got to be reflected in in the benefit that the operator gets as well.
2: We we talked about the journey of the the bather and the the consumer. The, The actual facility itself now, there are a lot of facilities out there that are really good at what they do and they are following the code of practice and they are implementing the standards and they probably are achieving all the red lines, all the criteria and pool mark. But what they don't have is recognition and mm. they don't have an official stamp that says, by the way, you're hell of a good at what you do. And the thing is, Pewtag write the nationally recognised guidance for the, the industry And to have have recognition from them saying that you are good at what you do is worth its weight in gold if something goes wrong, right? Because you can now tangibly show that, by the way, to the authorities, we are good at what we do. And we can prove that because we have a plaque up in the wall that says, by, by the way, you do indeed at this point in time adhere to the computer code of practice. And that can help you in a re- really kind of you know uh, tight situation where you've maybe had an incident uh, and you're looking to try and back yourself up and try and demonstrate that you are uh, indeed a good facility and you have been complying with the. Uh, the guidelines if you subscribe to pool Mart, you've got that opportunity to have the back and a pew tag behind you if something goes wrong obviously if you make a complete pig's zero of it then you're gonna yeah. to have to face the consequences yeah. but at least you can demonstrate to the judge that by the way we've not always been bad but we've been,
1: we've been <laughs> we're bad
2: now we're doing, you know so it, it can help you from a compliance point of view
1: i think that's good um is this a secretive assessment you know do you go in there as a mystery buyer or you know is is there any way that they can prepare themselves first? because at the at the moment what you're saying is that it's incredible that every pool in the country doesn't have this recognition already it, yeah, you know, it, 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 it may be the cost which we can talk about in a moment, but you know is it so secretive and overwhelming that people would be scared to do it
2: I think people always have. The, the perception that something like this is scary from the outset. It's when when you're under the scrutiny or the microscope uh, and you're being assessed, there's always that element of apprehension. And it's not scary. It's not one of these beat you around the head with a baseball bat. It's about trying to help and ensure that uh, we are providing people with the opportunity to to show how good they are. And we're always there to help. You know, we're not going to start saying, well, you've no got this, so we're we're going to hold a gun to your head. I mean, there is an element of trying to make sure that people are not just uh, preparing for the Lord Mayor show. For example, if you've got five centres and you're looking to achieve pool mark for all five, we're not going to visit all five. What we will do is pick one random site and you'll not know which site that is. Until we tell you, and it'll be a case of right, we're coming in to do the assessment three weeks on Thursday, and I'll let you know or uh, on the Monday prior or whenever it is which site we're going to visit. And we also need to see, you know, for example, your swimming pool technical operators manual for all five sites, and we also need to see your Cryptosporidium risk assessment for all five sites. So we still need to uh, prove that all. All the sites are still complying, but we will only visit one. There is a bit of random, you know, assessment, uh, part of the assessment process, but it's not there. We're not doing it to just try and trip people up. We're doing it to try and ensure that people are indeed doing what they are saying they're, they're doing. And if they're not, then we can help. You know that's the, that's the key to this. We're not trying to, you know, catch people out. We're trying to help them and, and provide an opportunity for them to, to show... Yeah, we are good at what we what we say
1: we're good at. Can't understand why every pool in the country hasn't got it at the moment. Then,
2: <laughs> well, I think that's maybe down to uh, well, COVID won't have helped that, but it's absolutely maybe, not. Yeah, I think I think there's a lack of awareness. Uh, I also think that Pewtag uh, is seen as quite serene, quite high in a pedestal. Mike, uh, I don't know if you think the same, but some people. I, I believe that some will think, oh, we can't achieve that. Yeah. And I think that's maybe there's a, an element of that. They just, they're, they're, they're frightened that, oh, I'm not sure if we'll manage, to, well, I'm not sure if we're th- at that level yet. And they would probably surprise themselves. You know, I, I think they wouldn't be that far away. They would, there might be two or three things um, that's just holding them back. I certainly know some of my clients are are so close to to be able to achieve pool mark, there's a lot that are able to achieve it, but there's some that are just some the one da thing that's holding them back. Like for example, in Shetland, the only thing that's holding them back is the fact that they didn't have flow meters, but they have over the last six months. They've put flow meters in every single mm-hmm. swimming pool in Shetland, and they are, they are uh, they they are certainly achieving high standards there. But that one. That one red line was holding them back. You know, was... Well, I,
1: I, I think, you know, if anybody, if any operator out there, you know, does want to follow this, does want to get this, this accreditation, the, you know, this mark of achievement, uh, if they go to the Palm Academy website, www.palmacademy.co.uk, and, and click on Poolmark, they can actually download um, the information and they can actually see what they're going to be assessed on. And and what they got to produce, et cetera. Now, you know, back in the day when I was managing places, everything was on paper. And um, you'd be printing off reams and reams of paperwork. More and more and more now, people have got all their records, all their information stored electronically. Mm. So it's not a case of having to have you know a room full of paper being printed off that an assessor would go in and and mull through for hours on end. A lot of it is electronic. And, you know, we would sit there with somebody and go through their electronic records. When, when you think at the moment, the various software packages that will record water tests, for instance, it's that system. Now, if there's anything wrong with the, with the chemical readings, does it throw up a red flag? If it throws up a red flag, what's the process for somebody to act on that red flag? Because as good a software package as it is, it won't go down in the plant room and do anything. In the past,
2: the Pewtag Mark Award was very much a self-assessment set, system and you had to send in realms of mm. evidence and paper and, and, and it just put people off. Um, whereas now, as you say, Mike, people have got fantastic IT software systems. They've got a lot of paperless processes that are in place and all the assessor needs to do is go along and see that and evidence it and document it and their their criteria and their assessment procedure. And it it takes, for an assessor, you allocate a day to go to the site and go around and and probably not necessarily take a full day. It depends on the site and depends on, you know, how you're getting on and every site's going to be different. The assessment is very much witnessed by the assessor as opposed to you producing Realms of mm. paperwork, so yeah. it's a easier yeah. now for swimming pools to achieve this in terms of the assessment process because the work is really done prior to the day. And you know, as you say, Mike, if you prepare, then you, you shouldn't have any issue, and it should be a case of, you almost, almost showing off on assessment day. You know, that's yeah, the, that's good. It is, you should be sitting there, right? What's next, Robin? Right? I'm, yeah. go, I'm ready to show you. Yeah, come and see this. Come and see our our water test log sheet. You know, everyone signed off all the actions there. Come and see our plant planting. You know, it's absolutely spot on. Look at the annual inspection report for the filters. Look at our fan fan dozy flow meters. You know, we're there. We record them every 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 week. You know, our pressure uh, our pressure gauges. Look at this. You know, it should be a case of showing off. Really, that's that's the. That should be the key on the assessment day, but that comes down to preparation. And as you, as you say, Mike, the, the best thing for anyone to do is just down first and foremost download the code of practice, yeah. and secondly download the the criteria for achieving the pool mark award. Yeah. And you know what the other thing is, because yeah, we haven't discussed the cost, right?
1: Well, I was, I was going to say, you know, everybody knows, Robin, how expensive you are, you know, very high oh, maintenance, uh, you know, right? Uh, uh, as, as with a lot of other quality wood, how many tens of thousands is this going to cost the pool then?
2: Oh, no, listen, it's, it's, it's 550 quid, you know, and that covers... Oh, per pool? Well, no, that's up to five pools. Uh, it does hang cost, on, hang
1: on, £550 for five yeah. pools?
2: Yeah, up to five pools. So, uh, up to eight pools, it's two times that. Once we get to yeah. 10 pools, there's three times that. So, and then beyond that, we need to we, 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 we come to agreement with the customer.
1: I didn't think you got out of bed for 550
2: quid. Well, let's see that. I'm bound by the, the Pew Tag. They've decided, uh, along with Palm Academy, how much it is, listening. If they spoke to me, you know, five fifty. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, for this pool marker award, you're having a laugh. <laughs> you do need to pay for the plaque uh, per pool, so that's a hundred pound. Listen, but it, when you go through the whole process, you will not mind spending a hundred pound for a fancy plaque that you get up on the wall. Mm-hmm. So that's per pool. Uh, but yeah, it's it's listen. It's not about making money. Uh, this is about trying to raise standards, and it's all all. What, it's about trying to. Uh, provide recognition for the industry. That uh, it's the money aspect of it is it's a small pebble on the beach. And for guys like me who are trying to raise the profile of uh, Pewtag, trying to um, promote Pewtag accredited training, trying to promote standards, listen, this is this is this this is a vehicle to help reiterate what I'm talking about every day. You know mm. and that's I don't see it as a a money-making exercise, I see it as a, as a vehicle for helping me raise the standards in the industry, which I've been trying to do for the last 20 years. Although it's 550 quid, right, you also get two tickets to the PewTag annual uh, conference. Now, they're worth, what, £145 each?
0: Yeah, about that, yeah.
2: Yeah. So once we can get back to go to places, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, if you think about it, it's five fifty minus two hundred and ninety. So it's not too bad and you know, and when you go to the Pew conference and you're picking up the pool mark award, listen, you're you're up there giving it right, lads. You know what I mean? We're picking up the pool mark Award here, so it's a nice cracking day out. So you'll be celebrating with a few beers that night, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh,
0: Because
2: you'll be on stage collecting the award and you'll be looking good. And and, uh, everyone will be saying, oh, that's brilliant, well done, and collecting the award and all
1: that sort of stuff. So it's obviously something which you're passionate about. You've sold it well. I can't see why pool shouldn't be queuing up for, for this at the moment. At a time when the whole industry has suffered badly through COVID, as we come out of COVID, as as we surely will in, in the not too, you know too distant future, the ability for a pool to be able to to get its its public back, its members back, its users back, to be able to put a plaque on the wall and say, actually now, this actually shows that we actually comply with everything that the industry wants. What a fantastic opportunity!
2: This is, this this could provide your facility, your workforce, your staff with a- something to, to get to grips with. And, mm. uh, you know, it, it could be something for them to work towards and there is light at the t- end of the tunnel. Let's go and let's try and get this pool mark award. Let's go and work at that. Let's show our customers that we're good at what we do. Uh, we're lucky enough that we're one of the swimming pools that are continuing to stay open and managing to keep going. And and let's, let's be positive and let's, you know, let's shout it from the rooftops and getting a nice fancy award and if you're if you're clever and you advertise it in social media, uh, and, and possibly through uh, the written press or whatever, then you could be promoting yourself uh, dramatically within the within your community, and it could be something that's you know something that's really positive and and, and creates you puts you in a really good light, and uh, it shows that you've still been working really hard, even although you've been closed for COVID or, or mm. yeah. Or, yeah. I think it's the message that it sends to the customer is is really, really important. Um, and couldn't,
1: couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's one of the things that we kind of... The, the back of house tends not to get looked at and, you know, you know, customers are really unaware of the, the lengths and, and the efforts that swimming pools go to to achieve uh, great standards in terms of water treatment, water quality and cleanliness. And, you know, if if you're getting an award for what you do then that might, you know say to the customer my word there's obviously a lot of work that goes into that and that this this particular swimming pool is is is, is you know is safe really yeah. good what they do
1: and and i think i think it's that, it's that little bit of you know the, the shot in the arm if you'll pardon the pun at the moment when we're talking about vaccines it's the shot in the arm that that a pool has to give to its customers um, rather than just open its doors and hope for people that will trail back in, is to give them that little bit of boost. Say, and by the way, you know we actually do meet those standards. Yeah. Come down to us, and you're going to be okay. If there is, is there any issue here that would help a pool when it comes to say, uh, heaven forbid, but any insurance claim?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. This is, this is massive. I've, I was to to highlight the the, the motivation from <clears throat> a lot of swimming pools for this. It's to cover their ass, you know, in a lot of cases. This is from some of the guys that I speak to, you know, at the top of the tree, your directors of health and safety, your general managers. The reason why they'll sign the purchase order off for this is because they see it as uh, an opportunity for them to sleep uh, better at night when they go home because they know that they've got the standards being maintained uh, officially... At their site, yeah, they can now officially say we do comply with the nationally recognised guidance, and that goes a long way. If you end up in court and and you're having to pay out a civil, or or having to deal with civil action, uh, compensation, you know, it's a lot easier for a, a lawyer to defend you if you've got the pool mark award up in your up in your yeah. reception yeah. area. Yeah, uh, you know, in terms of. You know claims management, that that goes a long way. You know, mm. definitely a judge is going to look at that and say, right, well, obviously they're pretty good at what they do. This, this, you know, the, the the client that's trying to make a, an accusation. You know, if there's any doubt in terms of that accusation, then I think they'll favour and mm. decide the, the, the swimming pool. So I think it it does it does provide that reassurance and a bit of insurance almost. Uh, for for swimming pools, so from that perspective, so no doubt one, about one, it.
1: One, one, one of the well-worn phrases in business, is, uh, you know, we we always try to get uh, to a win-win situation. I think here we got a win-win-win. We we got a win for the operator in in terms of recognition. <coughs> we got a win for the user that so they can see when they go into the pool, and we've also got a a, a win for the insurance company as well. Yeah,
2: I've not looked into this or well it's not really my job to do it but um see if you actually went to your insurance company and if you were a a swimming pool and you were to show them that you've achieved the pool mark award there is potential for you to possibly you know have less of a an insurance premium Mm. an annual an annual cost for your insurance. Potentially, I'm not saying that, that that could or would definitely occur, but you could easily go to your uh, insurance company and say, listen, we've gone to all this work. We now achieve. we have achieved the pullmark Award. Uh, will that carry any favour or will that help with our insurance premiums uh, mm. on an annual basis? And I would, it wouldn't surprise me if... I wouldn't be surprised didn't. either. Yeah. Uh, so I think... I think that's well worth looking into if you achieve the one. I wouldn't yeah. say that that should be motivation for you to do it uh, because there's but no... It's one, it's, to, it's
1: one of the added benefits, Phil. I would think so.
2: Yeah, I would think so. And I would love to actually hear of, of any of the pool mark awarded uh, sites if they've managed to to, to, to achieve a, any, you know, a step forward in, in terms of reducing their insurance premiums. But, you know, that's... that's
1: I, I, I think we can work upon that and I think... Yeah. You know, if we can get any information, we, we can certainly bring that back to, our, to all our podcasters.
0: How long is the certificate valid for?
1: It's three years, isn't it? Mm.
0: So after three I mean, years, would they have to go through the process again?
2: Ah, it's another visit. It's another visit. It's assumed that you've, uh, you've been maintaining your uh, standards within that period. So I would just require another visit.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Robin, for talking to us about Paul Mark. It's been really interesting. Um, to hear
2: all about it. You're welcome. We're welcome anytime and let's uh, let's hope that the, the, those that are listening to the podcast get inspired and motivated and they get on the PAM Academy website and they start clicking those buttons to see how easy it is to, to apply and make sure that they're, they're following the guidance first and foremost before they they start applying for Poolmark. but hopefully they see that they can and yeah start their journey.
0: We would love to hear from you. So if you have a question about today's episode, then please contact us on our Facebook page or via email pooltalkuk@outlook.com. Pool Talk is released every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening.